Good morning. He is hope. My title for my sermon today is Hold On to Hope. Hold on to him. Have you ever met somebody who absolutely loves Christmas? Like, is insane when it comes to Christmas. You have? Awesome. Awesome. Like, I'm talking completely obsessed with Christmas. Well, I did. My mom. She loved Christmas. Everything about it. If you went to her house, you would see that every corner of every room and everything in between was decorated for Christmas. She loved all the traditions that Christmas brought. She loved hosting get-togethers. She loved having the kids over for baking cookies and making gingerbread houses. She loved buying just the right gift and wrapping it just right for each person. She loved everything about Christmas. She loved the smells of Christmas. If you walked into her house, you could smell Christmas when you pulled in the driveway. Like, she just loved everything about it. She always loved Christmas. She always taught us the true meaning of Christmas, and that's what she truly loved about it. But it wasn't until 2002 that she developed this obsessive love of Christmas. It was in her darkest days that she developed this love for Christmas. I know that sounds crazy, but let me explain. In 2002, after over 20 years married to her high school sweetheart, she found herself walking through a divorce, something she had never planned for, something she never saw coming, but there she was. And that Christmas, not only was she walking through a divorce, but Nate and I were planning our wedding. I know, bad timing. So she's trying to be the best mom she could to me and be excited about planning a wedding as her marriage was ending. See, it was probably one of the most hopeless times that I had ever seen my mom walk through. But as Christmas came that year, it became more than just the smells or all of us showing up in our matching Christmas pajamas she made us wear or the gifts being just right. That year, she clung to the hope that the Christmas season reminded her of, the hope that she could find in Jesus Christ. She began starting that year not listening to Christmas music just in December, or even taking it back to November. But we listened to Christmas music all year, every year. If you rode in her car, or if you went to her house with music on, it's very likely that you heard those Christmas songs, even in June. She loved it. See, as she walked through one of the most painful things she had ever walked through, as darkness surrounded her and she didn't see a way out, she never wanted to be known as someone who had walked through a divorce. She wanted to provide that safe home for us kids. And so it would have been easy to just lose all hope. See, her circumstances 
left her with no hope, but her hope was found in Jesus Christ. So even through her hardest moments, she could have hope. She was reminded of the first Christmas when hope came down. When hope came as a tiny baby, born in a stable, who would give his life for us. This Christmas, you may find yourself in a similar situation. Maybe it's not walking through a divorce. Maybe your circumstances have you in a place that bring you more pain than they do joy. Maybe the Christmas season brings up pain from the past. Maybe you have things that this season just stirs up in you and you don't really like anything about it. Christmas can bring a lot of financial stress. A lot of us can relate to that, right? We wonder how we're gonna pay our bills, yet alone buy Christmas gifts for the people that we love. Maybe you're walking through the loss of a job. Maybe you're waiting for an unanswered prayer to be answered that you feel like you've prayed for for a long time and you've started to lose all hope that it will ever be answered. Maybe you are walking through a betrayal of someone close to you. Maybe a relationship has come to an end. Or maybe like me, you're approaching Christmas for the first time without someone you love. Or maybe it's been years, but this season is a reminder of someone you love not there. Wherever you find yourself today, I want you to remember this. Hold on to hope. We can find hope even in the midst of our hurting because hope and heartache can exist at the same time. They can coexist. I've learned this more than ever this year. So what is hope anyway? Hope is a feeling of expectation or a feeling of trust. I love that definition, a feeling of trust. When we think of our hope being in Christ, we, our hope is in him, our trust is in him. We trust him fully. When we put our hope and trust in anything but God, in our circumstances and things of the world, we approach it with an expectation that we can only have hope if our circumstances change. And when we approach it that way, we will quickly lose hope. But when our hope is in Christ, we can never lose hope. We might feel like it's slipping away, but we can never fully lose hope if our hope is in Jesus Christ. I love how Tim Mackey explains the hope that we have to hold on to as believers. He says, biblical hope is based on Jesus Christ, not our circumstances. When our hope is found in him, even when there's no evidence that our circumstances will change or get better, we can still choose hope. 
If we look back to the story of the first Christmas, it came at a time when all hope seemed lost. Israel was waiting expectantly for the savior they had been promised. And as they waited, and as they waited, they began to lose hope. Maybe you as parents can relate to this. Maybe you've asked your child to do a chore. Maybe it's clean their room, right? And you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you ask again, and you ask again, and soon you begin to lose hope that it will ever happen, right? This is how the Israelites felt. They knew that they had been promised a savior, but as time went on, they began to question if that was really gonna happen. They began to lose hope in the midst of years of pain and suffering. But in a time when the world was at its darkest, God fulfilled his promise in the most unexpected way. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth as a baby, born in a stable, to a virgin. None of it makes sense. But he sent his son, the savior of the world, the king, to live among us and eventually give his life to save us. So when we walk through painful and hopeless situations, we can remember that we can hold on to the hope we have in Jesus. I don't know about you, but as I walk through pain, I tend to look for other people who have walked through the same pain I'm experiencing. We do that because it's relatable, right? We love to have friends and people that we know come alongside of us and we love that people are loving us and praying for us through it. But when someone says, hey, I've been there, it opens our heart in a different way. And that's who we want to walk through our pain with, right? It's easy for us to think God calls us to find our hope in him and that he's our comfort and all of these things and they all sound great, but then we face a hopeless, painful situation and we kind of push God away. See, we can convince ourselves that he doesn't understand. He's God. He doesn't really understand the pain I'm feeling or the disappointment that I'm feeling. But in Hebrews, it points out that Jesus did know. See, God sent his son to walk among us, to live among us so that he would walk and experience and feel the same things that we experience and feel here on earth. Hebrews 4, 14 says, now that we know what we have, Jesus, this great high priest, with ready access to God, let it not slip through our fingers. We know. We're not waiting for a savior. Our savior has come. We know. He is our hope. He's the savior that we need. He's the light on our darkest days. And it's up to us to hold on to that hope. 
Verse 15 says, we don't have a high priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but the sin. See, as we read about Jesus's life here on earth, we see times that he felt rejected, he felt betrayed, he felt angry, sadness. In fact, one of the shortest verses in the Bible says, Jesus wept. This came at a time when he had lost his friend Lazarus and he wept. In that moment, he felt the pain of loss, just like we do. He's in touch with our reality and our experiences. He's not a God who's far from us, who just tells us how we should feel and what to do. He has walked through it. So who better to look to than Jesus? He felt it, he knows it, and he's the only one who can bring us hope in those times where we feel hopeless. I'm gonna be a children's pastor for a moment because sometimes I think us adults overcomplicate things. So as I was preparing this message, I was reminded of a bottom line in a message I shared in kids a few years ago, and it stuck out to me. This is what I want you to take away today if you take nothing else. This is the bottom line. When I feel blank and don't know what to do, pause and remember, Jesus felt it too. Now I'm gonna ask you to participate. I know you're so excited. First service couldn't wait to do it. We're gonna say this together and all of you get to fill in that blank with whatever that may be for you. This could be good or bad. Jesus felt it all, right? If we feel confident, we feel happy, we feel joyful, or it can be we feel sad, rejected, alone, whatever that may be. But we're all gonna say it together, so no one's gonna be listening for your answer, okay? Will you guys participate? Some of you? Okay, all right, so we're gonna say it together, ready? When I, we're gonna start again. That was not good. Okay, <laughs> all right, ready? When I feel and don't know what to do, pause and remember, Jesus felt it too. I know this sounds so elementary and so simple, but I think kids grasp this even better than we do, right? Because we teach them this and they hold on to that. But as adults, we can just kind of go, yeah, that's for kids. But when we remember that he felt it too and that he can relate to how we feel, it opens our hearts to turn to him and find hope in his promises. Hebrews goes on to say, so let's walk right up to him and get what he is ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. Because we have a God who has felt it all, who has walked on earth among us, we can approach him with confidence. We can place our hope in him knowing that he is faithful to fulfill every promise he has ever given us. He's a God who lived it. He wants to help us. 
And in those seemingly hopeless situations, he wants to be the one to give us hope. See, hope doesn't change our circumstances. I wish it did. It doesn't change our circumstances, but it changes our focus. Going back to my mom's story. Having hope didn't change her circumstances, didn't change her outcome, but it shifted her focus from things of this world, things that were completely out of her control, back to the promises of God. She could hold on to hope in the most hopeless time in her life because she knew without a doubt that the God that she served was faithful and that he would come through even if it was in a way that she didn't know or expect. When God sent the savior of the world, he didn't send him as a mighty warrior showing up to save the world. He sent him as a tiny baby, the most unexpected way. And he wants to give us hope knowing he will fulfill his promises even in the most unexpected ways. Hebrews 10:23 says, "Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful." We can't just say that we find our hope in him. We have to hold on to that hope even when it hurts. Even when life feels unfair, overwhelming, unknown, God is still faithful. He will fulfill every promise. To be honest with you guys, this sermon was not one I looked forward to preparing. <laughs> it was hard. Over the past few weeks, I've written it and deleted it, written it and deleted it. I Every time I read through it, I would change something. I even had convinced myself that maybe it would be easier if I left my hopeless situation out of it, because that'd be easier. It's hard to stand up here and tell you guys about the hope that you should hold on to and the hope that we find in Christ when I've struggled to do that this past year. It's hard. And I have moments where that, I let that hope slip away but I'm quickly reminded that my hope is in Christ, not in my circumstances. So, this is our first Christmas without my mom. If you don't know, just bear with me. We lost her 11 months ago to cancer. So Christmas is especially hard especially with how much she loved it. See, our homes, mine and my siblings, we've struggled to decorate for Christmas because it's another reminder that she's not here. We've struggled to make Christmas plans because no matter how much we try to do it the same, we're missing someone. It brings pain. As we sat by my mom's hospital bed in her living room, we prayed for healing. 
We pleaded with God to give us just a little bit more time. We weren't ready for this. We hadn't prepared for this. It wasn't fair. It didn't seem right. But as we watched all hope of healing slip away, it was hard for us to have any hope at all. Today, as I remind all of you guys to hold on to the hope that we find, I'm also reminding myself. Because I don't always feel very hopeful. But I'm able to stand here today and to preach this message to you because I can confidently say that even in our darkest days, even when all hope seemed lost, even when our prayers weren't answered the way we wanted them answered, that my God was faithful. He was faithful to fulfill every promise he has ever made. He didn't promise me a pain-free life. He didn't promise that it would always be easy. He didn't promise we'd always have the people we love with us. He didn't promise me that. He promised me that he would never leave me or forsake me. He promised me that he would comfort me in my deepest pain. He promised to fulfill every promise made, and he did. See, in those moments, God gave each one of us in our family, our kids and my siblings, he gave each of us strength at different moments to be able to comfort the others. When we all felt like all hope was lost, when we felt like we didn't know how to go on, we didn't know what to do, God gave each of us strength in different moments. He was there in the midst of that room as we sang praises to him over my mom's bed as she was slipping away. Our circumstances didn't change. Our prayers weren't answered the way we wanted them answered. But God was faithful. He did heal my mom, just not the way we wanted him to. But we can hold on to hope because we know that she is healed and made whole in the presence of her creator and her savior. And selfishly, we want her here. I don't think there's any place she'd rather be than in the presence of our Savior. Our hearts hurt, I'm not gonna lie, but he comforts us and he gives us hope even in our hurting. A verse that has been a great reminder to me and pointed me back to this truth is Psalm 62, five through six. Yes, my soul find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. What a great reminder. We can find rest in God. Our hope comes from him. 
not our circumstances. I'd love to tell you that last line, I will not be shaken, was true. But I felt shaken to my core. I felt like everything around me was crumbling, but it wasn't. And ultimately, through the pain, my faith was not shaken because I know that God is who he says he is. No matter what your circumstances may be today, you can hold on to the hope that we find in him. He's our creator, our savior, that was sent to walk among us, to give his life for us. And he is faithful even when we are not. I love this from She Reads Truth. It says, if we've known him to be good in our joy, we can trust him in our pain when all seems lost because he does not abandon his own. In fact, he moves towards us, stepping into the pain for us, even to the point of death on the cross. He's good in our joy. He's good in our pain. He's with us always, even when all seems lost. He never leaves us. He never abandons us. I love the part that says he moves towards us, stepping into our pain. Because sometimes in the midst of pain, we find it hard to even move. We find it hard to pray or to take steps towards him. And this reminder, he moves towards us. In those moments, he comes to us. He comforts us. He knows the pain that we're experiencing. As, so today, maybe you're preparing for another Christmas without someone you love. Maybe it's the first. Maybe they've been gone for a long time. But the Christmas season is the reminder of their absence. Maybe it's your first time doing life as a single parent. Maybe you're mourning the loss of a relationship that's been broken. Maybe you are struggling to see how to pay the bills, yet alone buy Christmas gifts. Maybe you find yourself in a waiting period waiting for that unanswered prayer that you've been praying for far too long. Maybe you feel lonely, abandoned, depressed, anxious, unseen, or maybe hopeless. But let's shift our focus today from things of this world to the hope that we find in Jesus Christ. Instead of waiting for our circumstances to change, let's wait on him. Wait on him to faithfully come through to fulfill all that he has promised us. I have a good friend who says, let's wait with a holy expectancy. I love that. A holy expectancy, waiting and expecting God to remain faithful. It's not an expectancy of 
our outcome to change. It's just expecting God to do what he says he will do. So wherever you are at today, my prayer for you is that you can shift your focus from the hope that we find in circumstances to the hope that we find in Jesus Christ and that we can hold on to that hope no matter what we face. See, I talked to a friend before church today and he was telling me that he, hate, he didn't know what I was talking about, but he was telling me he hates all things Christmas. He, see, he likes the true meaning of Christmas, but he's like, I don't like seeing Christmas decorations. I don't wanna hear Christmas songs. I don't wanna see Christmas sweaters like Nate's wearing. He did not, does not like Christmas. And he doesn't like Christmas because he said he doesn't like the way it makes people become. All the busyness and the craziness and being overwhelmed and all of that. So I looked at him and I said, I hope you leave today feeling a little different about Christmas. And he kind of laughed. But truly, I hope today we all leave here feeling a little different about Christmas. That when we see the lights and the decorations and we smell the smells of Christmas and we wrap the gifts and we plan for family to gather around, that we are reminded that on Christmas, hope came down. Hope came to live among us. And he knows every feeling and every disappointment and everything that we walk through and he will walk through it with us. Thank you.